There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper and welcome to another show uh, on the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. And I'm really excited about today's show and an incredible guest that we're going to hear from today called Leon Logothetis. We're going to talk about kindness and connection. And before we do that, though, I'd like to say a big thank you to my guest last week, Stephen Morris. Um, Stephen talked with me about curiosity. And I would say the show was really about um, mindfulness in, in some ways. Uh, but uh, an incredible uh, conversation with Stephen and some really uh, great tips and ideas about, um, you know, about getting into the, the space where uh, we you know, suspend technology and uh, we really uh, notice uh, what's actually happening. And, um, and, and I've certainly over the week have been journaling much more, meditating a bit more, uh, also getting more exercise. And actually, Stephen and I are now holding each other accountable for our, our rituals. But a great interview if you're interested in curiosity. So today we're going to talk about kindness and connection. And, um, and I'm really kind of quite proud how this uh, interview came about because uh, my 12-year-old son, Matthew, who's uh, currently sitting with me at the moment here today, uh, came into my office one day and said, Dad, you've got to watch this program on Netflix. Um, it was recommended to me at school. It's about a man who's living off the kindness of strangers, and it's brilliant. Um, so I um, watched some of it with him, and then I completely binge-watched the entire series of The Kindness Diaries, um, which is, is, as I mentioned, on Netflix. And I felt compelled to immediately contact uh, the author of, uh, of the book, Kindness Diaries, and also the host of the show, Leon Logothetis. Um, it was absolutely fascinating. And uh, this was about one man's uh, many adventures, um, which uh, Leon's had, but also he's had this epic journey across the world on a vintage motorbike. Um, so Leon is a global adventurer. He's a motivational speaker, a philanthropist. But it wasn't always that way. He was once a broker in the city of London. But he's no stranger to adventure and also the power of kindness, which just happens to be one of our, our family values. He teamed up with First Book and drove a car from London to Mongolia, raising money to buy 10,000 books for underprivileged children in America. He's, um, he's also um, was giving free um, cab rides um, to the needy. He's worked with Class Wish to bring hope back to the schools of America. And he circumnavigated the globe on this incredible vintage yellow uh, motorcycle that he calls Kindness One. And we're going to talk about that particularly today. He's documented his many travels for numerous media outlets, including Good Morning America, Los Angeles Times, San Francisco Chronicle, New York Times, and he's also had a series called The Amazing Adventures of a Nobody, as well as The Kindness Diaries, which have been broadcasted globally. His books, Amazing Adventures of a Nobody, The Kindness Diaries, and Live, Love, Explore are in stores now. So we're going to talk about uh, his world of adventure. I hope that this interview will really kind of renew your faith in the bonds that connect people. And I hope you're going to be inspired today to really accept and generate kindness into your own lives. So a huge welcome to Leon Logothetis. Hey, how are you doing? Thanks for having me. <laughs> no, <laughs> Hello, you're, Matthew. You're well. 
<laughs> welcome. He's uh, he's sitting in, for some reason. He's sitting in the little the room next door. He doesn't want to come um, close in case he makes a noise a little bit. But um, thank you, thank you for that. And he's uh, he's sitting now wrapped up. He's really interested in what we've got to say today. Uh, I think I've done two hundred ninety two interviews now, Leon. Um, I have. This will be the two hundred ninety second, and it's the first time he sat in. So I'm really uh, pleased about that. Um, so Leon, you're you're in New York today. What what brings you there? Oh, I, I, I'm just uh, spending some time with family. Ah, great, because you, you live in L.A., is that right? Yeah, I've been living in L.A. now for 13 years, quite a long time. Oh, really? What, what, um, what took you there? Because you were a stockbroker in London, weren't you? Um, yeah. What I mean, was it that you took you to, to L.A.? Well, basically, uh, as, you, as you mentioned, I used to be a broker, and um, I, I found myself to be extremely depressed, um, no real sense of purpose uh, and profoundly alone um, and this was all happening internally because externally everything was fine you, you know you would look at me and you'd think I had it all together but I didn't um, and I, I stumbled across the, the movie The Motorcycle Diaries which is a romanticized version of Che Guevara traveling uh, across South America relying on kindness um, and that's kind of what inspired me the short version is to quit my job um, and I did my first journey where I uh, hitchhiked from LA, from New York to LA from Times Square to the Hollywood sign and when I got to the Hollywood sign basically I stayed <laughs> that's the short version <laughs> and, and, and what you had no, no issues with visas and things like that or was that through the family having some family well, in no New York? yeah I mean you know I, I had to get visas I had to do all that kind of stuff but um, once I arrived in L.A., I knew that that was where I wanted to be. It's, it's really it's a very you know, topical at the moment, in this, this whole area of, you know, sort of mental health and depression. And, I, and there was something in your book, a, a little phrase that really stuck with me. And you said you were you know, putting lots of zeros on your bank account, but you were bankrupt inside. You know, do, you think that's, uh, do you think that's something that uh, you know, a lot of people in a feel and then those sort of high-end um, busy jobs in uh, you know in, in cities like uh, like London where you're just working huge hours and uh, uh, and it starts to take a toll I, w- I would say definitely I mean I, c- I can't say that everyone who who makes money is is unhappy that that would be wrong but you know if, if there's no balance if you don't have a balance between your inner life and your outer life then I would say that it's only a matter of time before you implode now that's simply based on the fact that as human beings we need both you know you need to have a good set of work values and we also need to have a sense of spirituality within our own hearts and if we don't have time to do that then it's going to make us suffer mm. and, and and do you think um you know you had you had to leave that to really you know have the space to be able to you know bring that spirituality and you know what was really the truth about life into your heart for me, absolutely. The space to go out into the world and, and to be away from the daily grind definitely helped me. Um, and it, and it, it took a risk, you know. It was, a, it was risky to get up and leave. But I feel like I was in so much pain in that moment that really pain pushed me towards the, the exit door. Uh, had I not been in so much acute emotional pain, I would never have left. So in some situations, pain can be good because it kind of guides you to, let's say, the light, let's say. 
Um, and that's what happened with me. Had I not been in so much pain, I would still be sitting behind that desk and it wouldn't be a pretty picture. Yeah. But, but what, what I find fascinating with you is, you know, you, you didn't, you know, you were in that, in that pain, in that angst, yet, you know, there's a wanderlust in you. You know, what you actually went to and did is, and have done since is, is incredibly brave and, uh, and to some extent, you know, has put you on a, you know, a pedestal in terms of standing for something globally. And you know, how did you, you know, gain the courage to do that and to leave that life behind, to pursue that dream? Yeah, it's another great question. You know, as a kid, I, w- I always had this, like, vivid imagination. I would be swimming, and I'd be pretending that I was diving in a, uh, like, a, you know, a, a, a wreck, a pirate wreck. I would be driving, and I'd, well, I wouldn't actually be driving, but I'd be being <laughs> driven. <laughs> and um, I, would, I would pretend that I was driving in exotic places. Um, so I always had that, that wanderlust. And it's interesting because w- what I've managed to create is the issue, you know, adventure and also the issue of kindness. Um, and for me, I always felt profoundly alone, like really, really alone. Um, and it was other people's kindness that helped me. Um, and I don't know how I managed to create the wanderlust and the kindness together. It was, <laughs> it was, it wasn't conscious. It wasn't like I woke up one day and said, okay, I love wanderlust. People were kind to me. Let's, let's do this. It kind of just happened. It, it, it truly kind of just happened. I mean, obviously there were forces behind that I, I wasn't truly aware of, but now as I've done what I did and all the people that helped me along the way, it becomes clearer and I can look back and pinpoint the, the wanderlust as a kid and pinpoint how other people's kindness shaped my life and how I had the ability to go and do those two things. And it kind of just worked. Again, yeah. that's the short version because it doesn't always work out the way you want it to. <laughs> and you, you were you, you were a middle child, is that right? And between yeah, for the first yeah. ten years, I was the middle child, and then my parents had another kid, so I wasn't anymore. But for the first for the formative years, I was the middle child. And it must be quite quite difficult that if you got you know, maybe if you, I don't know what your your was it, was it two brothers you had? Yes. Yeah, and if if they you know if they're quite strong in personality and you're being being in the middle between the two of them. Uh, if you, if you if you're naturally maybe a bit quieter, was that your sort of situation? And pretty you find much, yourself a bit isolated. I, yeah, I, w- I was pretty quiet, and I, I still am. I mean, you watching the shows, you wouldn't believe it, but uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty quiet. I, I have my moments, of course, but uh, sometimes people meet me and they're like, "Are you the same person that I saw on TV?" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I just I'm, you know I'm not like banging against the walls and going and going nuts. I'm just just pretty quiet." But there's, you know, this enormous. Um, you, you, you're quiet, but when I've you know, seen the seen the TV show and and I've read um, read about you, you know that the, I think it takes a lot of bravery to be able to approach people and ask them for something for nothing. It must take a lot of courage. Do you, do you know it's 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 interesting because um, I once I once read a book and I can't remember what the book was, but I remember one thing about it, and it said, "Close your escape routes." And what they meant by that was put yourself in a situation where you have no choice but to act in a certain way. And what I did with, with, with my first adventures was I took away all my money and I forced myself to talk to people. Um, and I, I had an end goal of getting to the Hollywood sign. And I took away all my exit routes. 
because I was very shy and I'd always relied on my money to, to keep me afloat. So I did do those two things, took it away and forced myself to connect with people. So sometimes you've got to put yourself in a box. Uh, when you put yourself in the box, you have no choice but to act. And now it's easy. But at the beginning, it wasn't. It was very challenging. It's a... Uh... Yeah, you sort of really resonating with me. In fact, um, if we if we revise the book, I might be coming to you for a, you know, for a, if we can include you in it because we wrote a book called the power a book called the power to get things done, whether you feel like it or not. And it was actually my own um, need for for therapy really to to get myself over that line where you know I burnt the bridges and and I realised that people out there had all sorts of strategies to enable them to get things done that they felt uncomfortable with. Um, so I think what you're talking there with you know, burning the bridges or um, avoiding stopping the skate routes has meant you had to act, didn't it? You've got no choice. Exactly, exactly. Isn't, I, I think, I could be messing this up, but I think that's what Columbus did, didn't he? He, he one of these famous uh, travellers, they yeah. uh, burnt all their, uh, and all, the ships. all their ships. Yeah. So they had no choice but to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was Columbus, but I think it was, uh, I've forgotten who it was now, but it was a story, isn't there, about somebody having done that. And they, all, yeah. the army had to go forward, didn't they, and face a huge army, I think was the... Uh, exactly. And if you have an exit route, you're going to leave. You are. You're going to wiggle out, aren't you? Yeah. So how do you, how, there's a lovely story about how you discovered um, kindness, because it, it was something, it was a moment, wasn't there, when I think you were in Los Angeles, were you, and you, you, it was a, you bumped into somebody and... Uh, got this message very loud and clear which really resonated with you yeah basically i was walking down hollywood boulevard and uh, there was a homeless chap uh, and he had a sign that said kindness is the best medicine and there was something about that that really touched me um i would say that wasn't really the first time that kindness had touched me i mean the first time was i had a, a teacher called mrs mann who who truly truly showed me epic kindness and she made me believe in myself for years and years and that was the first moment and that's really what inspired me in so many ways as I look back onto it uh, to do what I do because she helped me so much that I wanted in some small way to help others to pass on what she gave me and that's really why I did the kindness diaries to kind of and also to have my own adventures but to pass on to others that there is a kind world out there I wanted to be the Mrs. Mann for other people who were watching the show. Yeah, but, but Mrs. Mann never realised what she was going to start in motion when she was uh, <laughs> helping you. She, Incredible. She didn't. she didn't. We actually still stay in touch from time to time. And uh, she really, she, she's just like, she's watched the show and she really just, she was like, I just can't believe this. This is like, I mean, anyway, that's what happens. That's what happens when you, when you show up for someone. You never know what happens, you know. You really never know, and that's what she did for me. Amazing, and we've got about a couple of minutes or so to commercial break. But I, you know, I just wonder, you know, why are we less connected than ever before? When, in some ways, through technology, we're actually more connected. I would say that uh, I, I'm no scientist, but I would say that our, our phones have, have uh, hijacked our brains. Our brains are, are kind of wired for connectivity. And uh, we think that our phones are the answer, are, are, are the Messiah, are the miracle. But the reality is it's not. The miracle is simply connecting with each other. And when you take away your phone, you're forced to connect with each other. When we come back from break, I have a brilliant story about 
uh, a phone and uh, a, a connection that, that happened very, very randomly. We shall, um, we shall certainly uh, pick up, pick up that one after after the break. Um, but it, it's, did you? I mean, it's 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 incredible. It feels like you're a global ambassador for this this principle of kindness and and the way the world is at the moment, and certainly media and that sort of thing. It just feels, you know, that the time feels right now to really, really uh, uh, pass that message across. Um, so, you know, it's incredible the different ways that you're finding to do that. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, just an incredible respect for you that you've uh, really taken on the mantle and uh, you're doing these incredible journeys and, uh, you know, combining this, this desire and interest in to travel with uh, this incredible uh, and important principle for our time. So we're going to go to commercial break now. But And after the break, uh, I think we maybe need to start with a phone story. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned into the business elevation show with your host chris cooper if you have a question or comment about our show please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk that's chris at chriscooper.co.uk now back to chris cooper hi this is chris cooper i'm with leon logothetis and we're talking about kindness and connection and actually i want to ask that question about the phone but i just like maybe just for people who don't know uh, about Leon and his adventures. Um, Leon, could you just maybe start, and it might then lead nicely into the, this story, but just explain, you know, what Amazing Adventure of a Nobody was and also this, um, you know, the Kindness Diaries and how that, you know, kind of kind of shifted into this circum, global circumnavigation. Do you want to just explain sure, that sure. to us? So uh, Amazing Adventures of a Nobody was where I hitchhiked from Times Square to 
a Hollywood sign with $5 a day. So I had $5 in my pocket. I also hitchhiked from the Eiffel Tower to Red Square in Moscow. And I hitchhiked from uh, London all the way up to Scotland and back to London. That was Amazing Adventures of a Nobody, really about connecting with strangers. Um, and then the Kindness Diaries was, uh, I purchased a 1978 vintage yellow motorbike, called it Kindness One, and drove it from Los Angeles all the way around the world back to Los Angeles, um, relying on kindness. I had no food, no gas, no place to stay, no money, nothing. Um, but the Kindness Diaries had a twist, and the twist was that unsuspecting Good Samaritans received a life-changing gift. So if they were kind to me um, and we had a, a deep bond, I would give something back that would uh, hopefully uh, be a life-changing opportunity for them. Mm, and there's some, I, I so recommend people to go, if you, if you have Netflix, uh, I think it's a good reason to actually have Netflix, uh, to be honest, is um, go and uh, you know, seek out uh, the kindness diaries and just uh, just watch it because it is truly in, inspiring and uh, I, I didn't quite get it for a start until I saw the giving back Leon um, I saw I saw the you know receiving fuel and accommodation and asking for that and uh, and a bed to stay in but it was when I realised that for those people who 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 really had touched you 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 gave them some wonderful gifts um, that must have been incredible move me moving actually you know I remember that couple where you gave them that uh, that trip to um, to see their son getting married in Scotland and uh, just just lots of little lots of moving moments must have been quite uh, oh, quite something yeah. yeah it was it was unbel- it was a beautiful beautiful experience uh, changed my life in so many ways um, opened up my heart and uh, you know for me I've had many many as, as many of us have had many wonderful opportunities and there are people out there in the world that don't and uh, what a, a more beautiful way to give back than to give someone who's been kind to you an, an opportunity that if they take it wisely and they choose it and they choose to, to actually go out and do it wisely they can uh, change their lives yeah yeah uh, and, and incredible so tell us the uh, tell us the phone story Okay, so the phone story is simple. I was in Los Angeles, and there's in, Los, in Los Angeles, there's like an outside um, uh, like mall uh, called The Grove. And um, I was sitting on a bench, um, and all of a sudden, there was a uh, power outage. And no one's phones worked as well. It wasn't just the power outage. It was the phones weren't working. Um, and... All of a sudden, people had to start talking to each other. Um, the moment the phone disappeared, we became humans again. It was really quite profound. Huh. Yeah. So, so suddenly, suddenly gone, and you, you're back in touch again. Exactly. It was literally that simple. Hmm. Incredible. I did. I did something a bit. Um, a number of years ago, I was on a course in London, and I, I decided because I was scared to talk to people on the underground that I was going to do it. So I, um, I actually stood up and I spoke to, uh, what was a, you know, a big carriage full of people, and I told them I'm not mad. Uh, I'm on a self development course, um, but I was just wondering today because I'm scared about speaking to people on the underground that maybe we could all, for once, speak to each other and, 
and have a conversation. It wouldn't be nice if we introduced each other. And everybody looked at me for a start like I was mad and someone jumped off the carriage and went to the next one. But then people started to connect and started to shake hands and uh, started to say good morning. And it was it was just so profound. Um, and then it got relayed on the course and me was scared to speak in public. Um, found myself with a microphone talking to 200 people and it uh, changed my life, actually. Uh, and uh, you know, wouldn't it be amazing if if we kind of did that on a daily basis, where we we forgot our phones and we remembered each other. Mm. But 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 kind of scary, isn't it? When you you have this this sort of uh, crooks now, you've got a mobile phone to look at, so you don't actually have to connect with people. You can uh, you, you know you can you, you can avoid it. It's like a barrier that people put up because it's easier, isn't it? Well, I think that's the scary thing. The scary thing is that people do that, and I do that, and you do that, and we all do that. That's the scarier thing, because we're only in the first 10 years of these phones. Think what it's doing to the brains of our kids and our, the ability of our kids to connect. Yeah. It's, it's potentially stopping the, the development of sort of neuropathways and things in the brain, is that, uh, that ability to, to connect, which is a skill, isn't it, so to be able to do it well. And it's not just a skill, it's a, it's a human necessity, I believe. It is. Yeah. So, to, so I, um, I, I was really moved. I know, I know it's one that moved you, but the story of Tony. Tell us about Tony and what you learned from him. Yeah, so Tony is a, is a chap that I met in Pittsburgh. Uh, I would go up to people and I'd ask them if I could stay in their houses. And many people would say no, which is, which is of course, understandable. Uh, and I was talking to Tony, and I asked him, can I stay in your house tonight? He turns around to me and he goes, look, I'm really sorry, but I'm homeless. And, you know, in that moment, I felt some shame because, you know, I just asked a homeless man if I could live with him, which was shameful in that moment. But then he turns around and does something pretty epic. He says, well, you know what? If you want, you can stay with me tonight. I'll feed you, I'll protect you, and I'll give you some clothes. Um, and that's exactly what he did. And it, 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 it was like an amazing moment for me because I realized that I had no excuses anymore. If Tony could be kind, then I had to be kind because Tony had nothing and yet he still chose to go out of his way and, 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 and come from his heart. So that was a very profound moment um, and something that will never leave me. Sleeping, <laughs> sleeping that night on the streets of Pittsburgh was oh. not fun, I can tell you that. must be quite terrifying. Was, yeah, well, do you know what? It wasn't terrifying because I, I felt very strongly that he would protect me. Mm. I knew that he would protect me. And because of that, I didn't feel fear. But, and, but that was, the, what was the, uh, the thought when you realized you were going to do it? Uh, it, it I guess you, you've almost, in that moment, you've got to come to the terms with the fact that you thought you maybe were going to sleep in a bed that night. And then Tony tells you you're going to sleep on the street. Uh, was, did you have any you know, feeling of nerves at that point, or did it just, did he, just oh, Tony yes. just give you? I definitely had feeling of nerves. I had feelings of anxiety. I had feelings of like, oh, my God, what am I doing? But uh, the feeling of fear when it came to like someone doing something to me went away when I fully um, felt that Tony was going to really protect me. And, and, he, and he actually he really did, didn't he? Didn't he stay awake to make sure you were okay? He did. He did. <laughs> when I woke up in the morning, uh, I mean, it wasn't the greatest of sleep, but when I woke up in the morning, I said to him, so did you sleep well? And he's like, well, not really. I spent most of the evening picking bugs off you. 
An incredible moment in the in the film as well when you you surprise Tony by helping him off the streets. Uh, has that been a long term solution for him? Is he is he still off the streets? What, what's happened to him? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 he is off the streets, but it hasn't been a Hollywood you know type of story where uh, you know I helped him with an apartment, sent him back to school, and everything worked out. It didn't. You know, he's he's had issues because um, homelessness isn't just a situational or physical ailment; it's a mental, psychological one. Uh, but he keeps on going. You know, we stay in touch. Um, I still I still help him out. Uh, but you know, he, the last time I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, he was working as a chef in an outside restaurant with his brother. So you oh. know, this is a, a big improvement from sleeping on the streets, and he has a home. But it hasn't been plain sailing. Let's put it that way. Well, I guess there's, there's sometimes you know reasons, more, more you know, not not just bad luck, isn't there? That a lot of people end up on the streets, um, and some people feel more in the comfort zone being there. It, it appears. Mm. Yeah, some of the stories he told me about his childhood were quite horrifying. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it's it, it, horrendous, isn't it? What's what some people have to have to put up with. Um, I, I wonder, you know, what have you learnt about sales from your your courageous conversations? I mean, just seeing you asking person after person after person uh, if they can put you up and being rejected in sometimes in places that you you know where there's a lot of wealth, um, but you you kept on going because I guess you burnt your burnt your bridges. But you know, what did you learn about that um, from asking people for fuel and food and a, and a place to stay? Ultimately, if you ask enough people, someone's going to say yes. <laughs> so, when it, so when it comes to sales, I mean, you know, ultimately you've got to, you've got to find a way to, to their heart. If you make someone feel, then you can uh, really, I, mean, I don't want to, you know, make it into a business proposition, but if you make someone feel, they will buy your product. <laughs> That's the reality. That's really the reality. I mean, you know, it's been around for many hundreds of years, but that that's how you do it. Make them feel. And is it, you know, we, we're talking about kindness and connection. Is it that uh, that emotional connection that they feel feel to you and, you know, your, your, your cause? Or is, is that maybe that maybe that's sometimes more important than the, the product you're actually selling, perhaps? No, definitely. The emotional connection is, is, is the key. And uh, from my perspective, when I'm on these journeys, if they don't feel connected to me, then they're not, they're not going to help me. That's mm. it. End. Yeah. And what was the, you know, what's the most surprising conversation that you've had? The most surprising conversation that I've had? You know, it was question. one where, you know, you didn't expect something and, it, and something very unexpected occurred. Oh, I mean, there have been, there've been many moments where unexpected things happen. Um, I mean, the whole thing is unexpected. Like, Tony is unexpected. Willie, the guy who's uh, from Scotland, was unexpected. That's the whole beauty of it. You, you never know what's going to happen. Literally, mm-hmm. from moment to moment, you never know what's going to happen. The whole adventure is unexpected. It's kind of liberating. I remember uh, a number of years ago between jobs, I had no one to go on holiday with, so I just booked a flight to, to Bangkok in Thailand and with, went with a rucksack. It was the first time I'd been 
away on my own like that. And I went away for a few weeks and uh, I didn't really, I spoke to so many people. You speak to more people, don't you, when you're on your own than when you're with a group. And, uh, and, and sometimes people, you know, accept, you know, and are more open to a conversation with you. But it was very liberating. Absolutely. And that's another thing about doing it on a budget. Um, you know, obviously many of us are forced to do it on a budget, but when you do it on a budget, you're forced to talk to people. It's the same thing, the theory is the phone. You know, I, I've had the privilege of traveling uh, the five-star way, and I've had the privilege of traveling the one-star way. And I say <laughs> that because, you know, it's a privilege to, 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 to be in luxury, and it's also a privilege to be in a situation where you're forced to connect with people. Because yeah. then you get the real benefits of travel. Very, very humbling. But people see you very differently, don't they? Uh, I guess oh. I, I, I remember once upon a time I had a I was a director of a big a big pub company and I had to go. I, I was going round pubs and serving serving food, uh, pouring beer, and it was really interesting you know, the way that you know just just in, in, in the uniform and it was just really interesting about how interesting about how it made me feel and about how differently people treat me very humbling mm, mm, it is indeed to, to see that uh, uh, when you don't have money you see the real person in so many ways yeah yeah but also sometimes people can people can yeah yeah people look down on you don't they um but uh, it, it's, you just, you get, you've got a sense of, of how people might feel in that situation. And uh, it's, it's quite hard, I think, to keep your self-esteem high. It is. But if you, if you, if you look beyond that and you feel into the moment, you realize that uh, the money is just is, is really unimportant. Yeah, I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do. I'm not saying I've mastered it. I haven't. Uh, but when when you when you feel into the moment and you and, and you're truly being, money just becomes irrelevant. Absolutely, absolutely, and and I think you know what your show also really you know, demonstrates to people is that I, I think is is that the gifts and the learning uh, they don't come always you know come from the successful people or the people with people with uh, money although there can be you know gifts from those people it's uh, it's people like tony uh, people uh, people who you wouldn't um, you know necessarily uh, connect with you know those those gifts can come from anywhere can't they and from anyone absolutely absolutely it's interesting because some people have said to me oh you know leon why did you go around to poor countries and ask people for help? You shouldn't have done that. And, and I say to them, so are you saying that I should only ask for help from people who have money? And if you don't have money, I should be like, you know what, I'm really sorry, you're not rich enough, you can't help me. When you say that, you miss the point. And the point is that generosity and humanity, uh, it, it's irrelevant how much money or how, much mo or how little you have. It comes from the heart. And that's why part of the rules are you can't give me money. It's easy to go into your pocket to give money. It's harder to come from your heart and be generous with your soul. Mm. That, that story, that, that one that sticks out for me is the, uh, the man in India where you, you slept in the bed and he and him and his pregnant wife slept on the floor. Uh, I thought that was incredible. Uh, and and yeah. the gift he gave them at the end you know that will have been life-changing i'm sure 
yeah, yeah, that was amazing. And, and you know, when he first said to me, Leon, I want you to sleep in the bed, I said, Diru, there's no way I'm sleeping in the bed. I will sleep on the floor. You sleep on the bed. And he insisted. He refused. He's like, no, you have to sleep on the bed. Guest is God. And I was like, okay, what can you do in that moment? Like, if mm. you look at it just in black and white, I was wrong to sleep in the bed. But if you look at it beyond that with all the colors, I was right to sleep in the bed you were. because the guy wanted me to sleep in the bed. He'd have been offended if you hadn't. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you, you did you did, you did absolutely, absolutely the right thing. Um, but you gave an amazing gift at the end of it as well, uh, which uh, you know, must have made their life much, you know, much easier and uh, not having the cost of a tuk tuk to to. Uh, you know, to rent every day. Um, yeah, so he, des- he, he deserved that. Really did. He, he did. He's a good man. He's, he's my friend. And uh, last time I was in India, he, he said to me, Mr. Leon, I want to come and pick you up in my tuk-tuk. I said, Diru, <laughs> please, please don't do that, man. Uh, I'll get a cab and I'll come and meet you. And he's like, Mr. Leon, I'm coming to the, to the, to the airport and picking you up in my tuk-tuk. I was oh. like, okay, Diru. And he oh. did. How wonderful. Hey, we've got to go to commercial break again uh, right now. But And after the break, uh, we'll talk a bit more about uh, about connection. And we'll talk about some advice as well for people who maybe want to you know, live more, have more happiness in their lives. And, and just a, I'd love a little taster as well um, about what you've just been up to as well, which I'm sure will be a new book. And maybe we can have the opportunity to talk to you about it uh, again at a, a later date. But another amazing journey that you've just, I know, completed. So we're back again in just a couple of minutes. So do join uh, Leon and myself uh, in, say, just a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Leon Logothetis. We're talking about kindness and connection. And, and, and Leon, through 
the um, the book, through the the um, show, you know, one of the things that really comes up, I think, is how you know connected people feel to the land, and uh, you know, I feel like that towards you know garden countryside and being out in it, and I just wonder what, why are people so so connected uh, to the land and why is it so important look i think that uh, nature is where we come from we are part of it and when we go and see a beautiful mountain or a beautiful sunrise some part of us is reminded of who we are and and that's profound um and it's so important to go out into nature it's so important to connect with nature uh I can't stress that enough. And to watch, you know, at the moment, um, lots of children are, you know, spend huge amounts of time inside on devices and uh, playing, playing video games and things like that. And how how do we how do we um, persuade them to spend a bit more time out in nature? Do you think uh, so they don't miss out on their that? phones? Yeah. You take away their phones and you say, go out and play in nature. <laughs> my son is shaking his head at the moment he's, he's now cowering <laughs> that's literally what you do it, of course it doesn't mean that they can never be on their phones it doesn't mean they can never play on their computer games they can it's all good but you you force them to go out into the world and that was one of the things that my mum did obviously it was a different age but she forced us to go out and play. She forced us to go out and 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 be in in the garden and and, and just be kids. And uh, it was a, it was a very beautiful thing that she did. Yeah, it's it's really really important, isn't it, to to be out there? I was I was a happy times when I was a child fishing with uh, with an uncle and, and my father. And they often my just being out there in nature and getting up early and seeing the sunrise or seeing the sunset and. Being near, being near nature and seeing kingfishers and things like that, it was uh, amazing. I'm so pleased there weren't the devices around that they are today. Oh, definitely, definitely. I, I can relate to that. And what, what would your advice be to people who would you know, like to have more happiness, more fulfillment in their lives? I, I would say do everything in your power to connect with others. I would say do everything in your power to limit your phone use, however difficult it may, may or may not be. I would say go out into the world and be kind because kindness is a win-win. You get to win and they get to win. And kindness breeds happiness. When you share your heart with another human being, you become happy. It, it, it's, it's that simple. I mean, does that mean that I'm saying, okay, be kind and all your worries will go away? No, I'm not saying that. But when you connect with another human being, that is the ultimate form of happiness. Uh, and yeah, uh, we can we can miss that. Uh, there was um, you know one uh, one uh, phrase in your book, which uh, statement that I think also really resonated with me, uh, and it was um, never toss el- elders aside, failing to love them when they need us most, and fail to love them when they need us most, because. Uh, that's something we can do, can't we? People, as they get older, can be, you know, seen as less important, and uh, in some some societies and cultures, that's just not the case. But in the Western world, that can be the case. Um, so, you know, I think it's. A, I agree with you. I think it's really important to to keep that connection and and uh, help those people when they need it most. That's a good way of showing kindness. I think. Mm. 
Absolutely, and let's not forget that the old are often wiser than the young. So why discard them? Yes, yes, and uh, there was there was a um, somebody once gave me a uh, a recording of a band. It was an American band, and uh, the, t- the the name of them was uh, Old and in the Way. Which uh, was was quite funny actually <laughs> from a, from a band uh, ti- a band title, but it's uh, it, it kind of makes that point, doesn't it? Mm, yeah, I can feel indeed. like that as, as they get older. So uh, yeah, as I um, just um, cling on with my with my fingertips to my late late forties, I'm, I'm fifty next week. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I, I'm I've got to got to make the most of every day, and um, while well, while well, I still have some some youth. Um, so what can we do right now, do you think, you know, just this moment to bring more kindness and connection into the lives of others? Well, to me, often people say to me, Leon, what does kindness mean to you? And they expect some like epic answer. But the truth is that kindness is simply helping someone feel less alone. Um, and I would go so far as saying that everyone listening to this chat has felt alone. Because I know I have felt alone, and I'm sure you have felt alone. And what a beautiful way to make someone feel like they matter than to be kind. And um, when you make someone else feel alone, you make them feel like they matter. And you feel it too, you know? We all know what it feels like to not have a great day, to, to, to wake up profoundly broken, um, and you get the chance to change a life and, to, and therefore to change the world by simply being kind. Uh, that, that's it. Kindness mm. is simply helping someone feel less alone. Mm. Whether it be a child, whether it be an adult, whether it be whatever, that's it. Um, and is there, a, is there a, you know, kind of a, something I'm very mindful of is that sometimes we can get so wrapped up in what's going on with our lives and, and our work and that actually when we're with people, we're not actually truly with them. Mm. Yes. Presence. Uh, yeah. And, and again, you know, I don't want anyone to, to, to think to themselves, oh, you know, Leon is talking about all these things, espousing all these things. Uh, reality is no one's perfect. And neither am I. Do you think I'm always present? Trust me, I'm not. Do you think I'm always kind? Trust me, I'm not. But what I have done is I've made a commitment to myself to to try with every fiber of my being, moment to moment, to be as present, to be as kind, to be as productive as I can be. And when I'm not, I'm not, because I'm human. I mess things up. Um, And sometimes I think people feel that they have to be perfect. And if they say something mean to the Uber driver, they're a bad human being. No. You said something mean to the Uber driver. It's fine. You know, the next Uber driver, be kind to them. So it's just about a daily practice, a daily understanding of, of, of what's important. And when you fall off the wagon, it's fine. Fall off the wagon. It's okay. Just get back on it. Yeah, yes. Uh, I, I just... Um... I just kind of intrigued. I, we, we were my, my son and I last week. We we have a, a guest that I'm interviewing next week, Mark Beaumont, who um, cycled around the world in under 80 days. He took 40 days off the world record, and we met him before he 
he did uh, a, did a, he was doing a UK tour and he was in Derby and uh, I said I'll tell you what we'll, we'll come along so we met him before the event then we were standing at the end people he was signing loads of books and we were at the back of the queue and we were wait, waiting for him to say you know say bye and there was a girl behind us and uh, I was just we we're just talking we were talking about you actually and we mentioned your name and suddenly there was a bit of a, a noise from the person behind us said are you okay and she said oh how, how do you know Leon because he's famous and uh and, and uh, so how do you know how do you know Mark? And so she was kind of intrigued. And I thought, you know, as, as somebody who you are, who is, um, you know, you're, uh, you know, you're quite sort of, uh, um, you said shy and, uh, and, you know, you've clearly gone out into the world and now you have a lot of attention on you and people are looking up to you. And to some people through Netflix and through the, um, the adventures of a nobody, you're appearing globally and you must get recognized. How do, how do you cope with that attention? Look, you know, it's nice. It's lovely because people um, uh, value what I'm doing. And it's why whenever someone sends me a message, whenever I get stopped in the street, I always... Um, give them my full presence. I always respond to their emails. I always respond to their Facebook messages. I always respond to their, their tweets because they've gone out of their way to uh, come up to me. And ultimately, the message I'm giving isn't about me. The message I'm giving is about kindness. It's about universality. It's about uh, going out into the world and making people feel like they matter. And that message just happens to flow through me because of my life experiences. Um, so when someone does come up to me, it, it makes me feel good, and I do everything in my power to make them feel good and to know that I value that they have come up to me and, and shared with me what the show meant to them. Yeah, it must be, um, must, must be wonderful. Um, you've just done another adventure, and you've, uh, you've traveled, I think, was it from Alaska to the tip of South America? Um, you tell us a little bit about that. What, what, what have you just done? Yes, literally, I just finished that last week, um, and that's the second season of The Kindness Diaries, uh, which will air in December. Um, I purchased a vintage... Oh, God, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I am. I purchased a vintage 50-year-old yellow convertible Beetle called <laughs> Kindness 2, and I drove it in the winter from Alaska all the oh. way down to Ushuaia uh, in Argentina, which was winter. Um, and there's no heating in the car. I mean, it was just, it was, I, don't, I just don't understand how I did it, but I did. And you're still here to tell the tale. That sounds absolutely, <laughs> it's been horrendous about, at times. I'll tell you that. Just about, just about. Because I guess the tires on those things are not um, going to be uh, that great on, did you, did you have uh, ice chains and things like that? Did you need them? Do you, do you know what? I, I had winter tires. Um, so I didn't need ice chains, but the whole journey from Anchorage to, I can't remember exactly where in Canada, but for about a thousand miles, it was ice. Ugh. It's like these ice truckers, this, this, this show that they show you <laughs> going on the ice roads. Yeah, it was Christmas. I felt like an ice road trucker, but in a yellow beetle. Ugh. Ugh. All wrapped up, I would imagine. And probably the ice that, would definitely. I mean, if I wasn't wrapped up, I would have been. I would never have made it. Literally, <sighs> incredible. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, do you? So, what's happening with that? Are we gonna? We're gonna see another series of Netflix? You say on on the on the TV and 
Uh, is there a book coming out on that journey as well? Um, yes, you will see it on, uh, on Netflix. There is no book as it stands now, but I am actually working on another book, which is uh, about inspiring. It's like 30 Days of Kindness, about inspiring people to go out and, and be kind. That's a good idea. That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. I, I just set myself the challenge of uh, sort of 80 days of mindfulness, having spoken to Mark Beaumont and saw what he achieved in 80 days and 238 miles a day that guy did on his bike and they always left at 4 a.m. in the morning not 4.02 and I thought if I adopted that discipline for 80 days what could I achieve and I wonder if uh, you know in terms of your 30 days of, of kindness what would what would 30 days of kindness achieve to uh, you know to somebody's life because as you if you highlighted earlier on you know give us give us kind of really gain don't they Absolutely. And if you want to be happier, go be kind. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Because kindness is a win-win. You get to win. Like sometimes people say to me, oh, how can you, how can you tell the world about your kindness? I'm like, you have to be selfish to be kind. I'm like, no. Do you think Mother Teresa didn't get something from being kind? Of course she did. And so will you. It, it, it will revolutionize the way you are. It will, it will truly make you a happier human being when you go out into the world and you spread kindness. And again, you don't have to be perfect. If you mess things up, it's okay. Trust me, if I give you the telephone numbers of all my ex-girlfriends, they will tell you how imperfect I am. <laughs> That's just the way it is. But make a commitment because it will benefit you as well as them. I guarantee that you will be happier. Guarantee. Wow. Well, that's, I was going to ask you for a final message to leave, leave us on, but I think that's, that's probably it, isn't it? I, yeah. I mean, it really is pretty simple. Just it is. go be kind and you become happier. Really simple. Well, Leon, I've absolutely loved talking to you today. And um, I think you have a, it's an incredible message. It's, a, it's, an, it's an obvious one, really, but it's one that people you know forget about and it's it's something it's timeless and it's important it's needed more than ever today uh so you know thank you for the the gift that you're bestowing on us all really um you know really do appreciate your work and and support it in any way i'd be, be delighted to thank you thank you very much for having me you're very welcome. And for more information um, on Leon Logothetis, I'd recommend that you go to Leon, L-E-O-N, Logothetis, L-O-G-T-H-E-T-I-S.com. Uh, do check out Leo's, uh, Leon's adventures and do check out uh, The Kindness Diaries on Netflix. And then shortly there'll be um, the, the follow-up series as well. Uh, and uh, if I, I, you know, I, I dare you not to be touched by it and uh, not for it not to have an impact on you um because uh, it is it's truly truly tremendous so uh, once again thank you very much to leon thank you to my son matthew as well for connecting us in the first place if you've got any questions thoughts comments uh, chris at chriscooper.co.uk uh, next week um, i'm having a a week off being my birthday so um, we're, we're playing a show which is on the power to get things done whether you feel like it or not which was a very listened to interview that i gave on, on on the book which uh, could follow this up quite nicely actually so um, look forward to speaking to you again very shortly we thank you for listening to the business elevation show 
Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.